Hi, this is Dan. And this is Joe. And this is Enough Room. Hello, hello, everyone. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to another episode. Yes, another week. I know, it's another week, and I feel like the year is almost, like, it's almost finished. I need mm. to get on to my Christmas shopping, basically, is what mm. I'm saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, guys. So... Usually we tend to record these episodes earlier during the day, and it's usually on the weekend, but it's on a Tuesday afternoon, yeah. it's almost six o'clock, and my brain just goes to mush. Yeah. Um, I came home yesterday, like for example, I came home yesterday and I decided to cook um, this nuttling sweet and sour dish. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I made the whole thing, and Dan's laughing away, yeah. made the whole thing, chucked it in the oven. Uh, my in-laws came over for the Nutteline sweet and sour. Um, so I'm serving it up and I think my father-in-law says, oh, Nutteline sweet and sour. And then I realized that I forgot to add the Nutteline to the <laughs> Nutteline sweet and sour. So just like the key ingredient <gasps> is not in this dish. So it's like yeah. serving up butter chicken without the chicken. <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah. So apologies in advance if yeah. I sounded So if we miss some key points <laughs> or something, that's probably why. Um, but it's a really exciting afternoon because we have some friends joining us yes. um, for this episode and hopefully a few more episodes. Um, we have Nigel and Daniel. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. And welcome. Yes. Welcome to another room. Um, you'll have to put up with this for the next wee while. <laughs> get into this whole conversation. How's your day going? How are you guys going? Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's, it's almost eight o'clock here and um, it's been a, a, a big day of work. Um, but we're feeling relaxed and, and yeah, no, we're keen to talk. That's for Nigel because I've I had a sick day today, so I've been relaxing the whole day and watching shows. Um, yeah, just just the funny thing is that I cannot go anywhere public, otherwise people think that I have COVID because I have a flu. But otherwise, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to take a sick day. I'm thinking of taking a sick day tomorrow. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said that because I think work. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. This will be my. I'll get work tomorrow, guys. <laughs> um, but we didn't actually mention where Daniel and Nigel are from, or where they're sort of talking to us from. So, whereabout are you guys based at the moment? Uh, we live in Auckland, New Zealand. Auckland, New Zealand, the land of the long white cloud, the land of Jacinda Ardern. So many good things. <laughs> yeah, so tell us a bit about yourself. So we're partners and we live together. Um, yeah, we've just celebrated our, our first official anniversary oh, yeah. in September. Um, we celebrate three days after because we forgot the day. So <laughs> I think that's really important. It's very important to say because yeah. it sounds like yeah. it was this perfect day and we were like, Oh yeah, we need to celebrate. And three days later Nigel sent me a message on Messenger and I was at work and he's like, Oh, our anniversary was three days ago. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, happy anniversary. <laughs> Not back to work. So that was pretty much the thing, yeah. Not very well. <laughs> yeah. That is so cute. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. Um, but we kind of 
got connected because one day Dan came up to me, uh, my Dan, um, and uh, <laughs> this is what you get when you've got two Daniels on yeah. the, on the yeah. show. Um, and he said, oh, my, uh, this is someone I went to college with. Yeah, Did Avondale. you guys? Yeah, Avondale. Um, and yeah, we managed to connect through that. Um, and, and I guess this is more question for both of you. Um, you've been together in a relationship for about a year now. Um, but how long has it been since you've been sort of out? Has, has this always been the case since you were, you know, teenagers or is this a recent thing? Oh, very recent, to be honest. <laughs> very recent. How recent, Nigel? <laughs> yes. So, um, I grew up in a strong Adventist church and family. Yeah. And, um, I was married and I was a minister. Um, and then my marriage, my relationship fell apart. It was never, it was never, um, a very strong relationship anyway. Um, but that fell apart and Daniel was living with us. Um, he was our boarder and I eventually, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you how it happened, but, um, just this relationship started to grow between us and, um, I came to terms with the fact that I was gay and, and accepted that, um, only in February last year. Okay. And then, um, I shared that, I think in August, mm. um, last year. So it's just been over a year. Uh, since I came out to my family and basically the whole, my, the whole church that I used to minister to, I had resigned mm. a few months before that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so oh, wow. <laughs> okay. And that's pretty recent. Um, and I can only imagine how much growth you've had to go through, um, and I guess in a way, just rediscovering um, things. Um, and Daniel, it sounds like you've been with him for majority of his journey since coming out. Um, how has that been like for you? Have, have well, for you, um, have you always been out, or again, is this a more recent thing? No, it was it was the same thing. We we came out at the same time. Okay. Yeah. Because the same, I was the same as Nigel. I, I grew up in an Adventist family, and yeah. uh, it was very traditional and uh, very active in church. So, mm. being gay was always like a a scene and something that you you shouldn't be. So yeah. I grew up telling myself that I wasn't gay, um, and I yeah just. It was literally with Nigel that I, I accept the fact, and I, I told myself, "Oh, no, I am gay," uh, because before that, I, I, I avoid to say that even in my mind. I was like, "No, mm. not." Mm. So it, it was like a, this forbidden um, statement. Um, yeah. So it was. It was at the same time, mm. and it's been, it's been interesting because. 
um, we sort of exploring this together uh, since the beginning. Mm-hmm. It was like this new challenges with how we're going to tell our friends, how we're going to tell church, tell family. Um, I can say that Nigel was more braver than me. He was just like, he just sent a message to <laughs> two people. He can tell more later. It was very <laughs> funny the way he did. Um, and I was just like, oh, nah, I'm just going to tell the people that I, I'm like, I, I care, I love and know that loves me. And I'm not going to mm. go open to the world because no one has anything to do with my life. They never did, and they don't have to do it mm. now. So just like, ah, yeah, because I'm a very private person. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but mm. it it was it was interesting because for Nigel was a lot more complicated considering that he was a a pastor. He was married at the time, yeah. and um, yeah. I was just single when I was living in New Zealand. I don't have any family here in New Zealand, so it's just me mm. and friends. Um, yeah. So the the social impact is definitely lower and uh, yeah just different yeah it's different and just speaking uh, well touching on that social impact um and i guess especially with nigel um with being in ministry um family and you know just the churches around you as well being known as a a pastor how has that sort of transition been like I, 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 when I was living in Auckland, um, you know, same thing. I came out and I felt like, this is me being honest, but I felt like I was in a way being strangled because I, I honestly felt like there was no way I could go that people didn't know me and people didn't automatically recognize, oh, that's the guy from NZYC or that's the guy who was over there and those sort of things. Um, and the whole time I just felt like I needed space and, you know, so is that something you sort of go through as well? Or, um, you know, how do you even handle the, the pressures of knowing that you're starting this new life and you're leaving something else behind? I guess I just accepted I didn't have a choice, really. I, I'm not someone who can live in the dark very well. I'm a very uh, open person. I like to just be who I am, um, wherever I am. And um, I knew that I could have probably um, tried to live a secret life, stayed in ministry, stayed in the church, um, and just continued to live with, um, you know, in this new relationship. But, yeah, I I didn't want to have to do that for the rest of my life. I wanted to um, be able to share photos on online. I wanted to be able to go out to the movies together or, or go to dinner or, or go places or um, go to my family as as a couple or a relation in a, in a relationship. Um, and also... Because my my marriage had ended, um, like like I said, only about six months before I accepted that I was gay. So we'd separated in August, and then in the February is when I was like, okay, like 
I'm, I'm gay. I remember I was sitting there on the bed um, preparing for Sabbath and just this, this peace and acceptance just filled me and I was like, oh, okay, yep, this is me. And I was, I also said, okay, yep, I need to resign then. Like I, this is the, the bigger impact of, of this. Um, I felt pe at peace about that. And then, um, but I was really enjoying the work and I was probably starting to do my best work as a minister at that time. Um, and the church was really beginning to respond and grow. So I didn't, I hesitated and I said to God, well, a month later, I said, I don't want to leave. If you want me to go, you're going to have to offer me a job this weekend. And that was when we were at the touch tournament, um, the youth touch tournament in Rotorua. And I forgot about that prayer. I said it on the way down. And then on, right next to the field on the Sunday, um, someone offered me a job. Wow. wow. They said, oh, give me your CV. There's some positions going. I'll, I'll hook you up. And I, rem I straight away I remembered what I talked about, and I just thought, nah, I still don't want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, you know, you, you pour yourself. I'd poured myself into this job and this community, and um, they had really embraced me. And I really loved them. They loved me. And we were doing, starting to do some awesome things. Um, and so I said to God about a month later, I said, oh, if you want me to leave, then um, you're going to have to push me out. And um, near the end of April, I was called into a meeting. So when they called me into this meeting, they said, oh, we've received... Uh, another email from my ex what had happened was in me trying to explore whether I was going to accept whether this was me being gay or not um, earlier so around January I had created this fake Instagram account uh, with just me and Daniel on it um, and I, all I did, I, and I just explored anything that was um, gay related um, online, and I just, I just went for it. Um, just the, and I just wanted to see if this was, you know, was this a world that I could be live in? Is this a world that I could be a part of? Um, and I, and I somehow accidentally added her to this account, <laughs> my ex. And it would have been only for, I think, a couple of hours or something. And she had gone in and she had screenshot um, this stuff. And I didn't know this. And I think this was around maybe beginning of February. Because it would have been just after I got back to New Zealand. And um, she had kept this. And I remember realizing that I'd added her and I removed her and I thought, oh, mate, I'll have to wait for, for this. And it never came. 
and eventually I, I basically just stopped using that account anyway. Like I, like I said, I accepted, okay, this is me. Didn't think anything of it anymore. Um, and then in this email that she had written to the conference in April, uh, she had included all these screenshots and said, um, I think Nigel is gay. Now, I, at first I was just like, I just denied at first. <laughs> I wanted the earth to swallow me whole, but, um, but then I just, then I stopped because I didn't want to, I didn't want to lie to them. And so I just stopped and I said, can I, can I just go away? Um, and then talk to you guys later. And they said, sure. Yep. That's cool. It was the worst night of my life thinking, my gosh, like what is out there? Um, cause it was not, not just the gay thing, like to say that I was abusive and violent and dangerous and, um, you know, sleeping around with different women and having affairs. And it was a real, it was a real ugly stuff. And, and I don't know how much of it she believed or whatever, but, um, so, but I, I, the next day I, I remembered my prayer that God would have to push me out to make me leave. And so I said, okay, this, this is the big enough push. <laughs> so I asked to meet them again. I resigned. I, I admitted to my regional pastor before the meeting privately and said, you know, that was me. That was my account. I said to them, I resign. And I said, I want to do it after our church camp, which we've been planning. There's huge excitement around it. Um, and so I didn't tell anyone for about two weeks or a week and a half. Went to this camp. It was beautiful. It was amazing. And it was just bizarre because I knew that everyone was really enjoying themselves. And so was I. But at the same time, no one knew that. Um, what had happened and that I'd resigned. Eventually I met with the elders and we put together a plan of how to transition me out. I was honest with them about what had happened. Um, I didn't mention the gay stuff. I just said, you know, it was compromising stuff. And they were so kind and they were so loving and they were so sad to see me, to see me go. And we didn't tell the church for about a month. I stayed for over another month. So yeah, I told the church, uh, I gave, gave them a week's notice. Um, they were devastated. I didn't go into detail about the meeting. I just said, you know, this is my faith journey. We told me first to leave and this is what happened in between. Um, there was this meeting where <laughs> was my sign of being pushed out. <laughs> and I left at the very, at my very best. It's, it's really painful to, I guess, to hear that sort of experience. Um, yeah. And I, I really appreciate you um, being so willing to share that. Um, it's because it, it's not always easy. Um, to revisit those sorts of things, yeah. mm. um, and I think there is there is so much 
there that um, I think would be great to just explore a little bit more of, of mm. I guess, what led to that point and how that's impacted you since then. Mm. Um, unfortunately, we don't have time um, in this episode, um, but <laughs> we would, um, yeah, definitely love to, to continue this conversation soon. Sure. Mm. Thank you. Thanks very much for saying that. I appreciate it. Thank you. And we'll be back next week with Daniel and Nigel. Stick around. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Enough Room. We'll be dropping another episode in about a week's time. So until then, follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Till next time. Bye.